Okay, sweet. All right, well, we're back. Welcome back to Dizzy for Dizzy. Yeah, uh, it's like a real intro this time. I know. Yeah, because <laughs> we were talking forever. We got all of our chit chat out of the way before we recorded. We did. We did. I do have to say one thing though, and I was like, I'll save this for the podcast. I okay. meant to I meant to mention it last week, but I totally forgot. So Eric and I both really like music and mm-hmm. that's one of the first things that we bonded over. And he's always kind of like looking for new music and um, he was going through this, some random playlist on Spotify and it's all this just kind of random music that Spotify mm-hmm. was recommending to him. And he started playing this song and I was like, what the heck? It's like, is she, is she speaking Turkish? Uh-huh. I was like, she sounds like she's speaking Turkish. And he's like, I don't know. And he, he named off the, um, the name of the artist. And I was like, I was like, let me see the phone. <laughs> I was like, I swear that's Turkish because uh-huh. the music is going. And then we hear good And I was like, she's speaking Turkish. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I hadn't seen the name of the group or the song and I'm trying to find it. And of course I can't find it, but I, I hadn't seen the name of the song or the band, but I just listening, I could tell that it was Turkish and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I do that. Now all the, I wouldn't say all the time, but a lot of the time, like there was an episode of the handmaid's tale last season. Uh huh. And when the credits rolled at the end, they always, uh, the first thing that pops up is who directed the episode. Cause it's a different director, usually each episode. Uh huh. And this woman, I can't remember her last name now, but her first name was Denise D and I Z. And I was uh-huh. like, Oh, is that a Turkish director? And I like Googled her and she's like a French Turkish woman. Yeah. Um, and then there was, I was scrolling Twitter a couple weeks ago and I stumbled upon some Twitter argument, some political twi- Twitter argument that doesn't matter. But the, one of the guys bantering back and forth, I was like, huh, that name looks Turkish. Mm-hmm. So I Googled him and sure enough, he's a Turkish American reporter. And yeah, so I get like, I get all happy when I, can like recognize it in the wild. <laughs> yeah, because and I th- I I just thought that was cool because you know, certain languages are probably easier to recognize than others and mm-hmm. li- like for example, living in southern California, if we hear anybody speaking Spanish, you immediately know that they're speaking Spanish. Right. We're pretty familiar with that and so the fact that I was able to just by ear hearing the song and hearing her sing talk because she like opens it up with talking and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I love that. I yeah love it. so that was fun if I find the name of the band um I'll I'll tell you guys but I can't find it for some reason but if not we can just include it in the episode notes yeah so anyway that's awesome yeah um so I saw I didn't get to dig too deep into it but uh, John's new rom-com, uh, they hmm. picked the director. Oh, okay. Um, so things are progressing along. So I'm assuming that since it's a summer rom-com, it'll probably still happen as scheduled. Okay. Um, just because hopefully by then at least we'll be like allowed out of our houses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Jason went back to work this week. And so I sort of realized, I think that's why I was like totally fine because he's been home 24 seven too. So I ha- it hasn't just been me and the dog for three weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I was like, huh, I guess I'll really start to see how well I do with this when it's just me and Jack <laughs> and no Jason Yeah, uh, for a while. Because basically since they said like, stay home, he's been off of work, but they called him back. They called them back to work this mm-hmm. week. And I mean, things are just kind of on a play it by ear basis. So, and I think he's going to see how much sick time we had left and try to use that up and just come back home for as long as possible. Okay. Um, just because he's like, things are still crazy. You know, yeah, it's only been a couple of weeks and I'm glad I had those couple of weeks off, but I don't really think that's enough, mm-hmm. especially with the kind of work he does and stuff. He's like, you know, I'm going to have to interact with people. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully he'll get to come home in a couple of days, but if not, yeah, <laughs> I might be a very different person a week from now when it's just me and the dog. <laughs> well, hopefully, I don't know. Hope I'm. Hopefully, you'll be fine. It's- I'm. I know. I'm sure I will be. It, yeah. I just realized, like, oh, I think that's why it hasn't really like hit me though, is because he's been home with me this entire time. Not even like gone yeah, for work true. for a few hours and then comes home at night. Like he's been home with me twenty four seven. So it hasn't been like full isolation, you know, anyways. Yeah. Um, so shout out to all of you guys who live alone and are doing this. Honestly. Uh, seriously, I'm thinking of you and yeah. Um, anyways, well, my little blurb. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, watch party. We're going to do another watch party this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think it's just going to be episode 13. You guys just seem to want to keep just going with the order that we started. So um, that'll be Saturday at noon, California time. If you're in the Facebook group, there'll be more info in there for you guys. Mm -hmm. Just going to throw that out there. And then someone actually um, on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it, but she gave us a couple good suggestions to ask for questions of the week. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I screenshotted it. Um. So I thought they would be some good ones to use in the next few weeks. If you're having trouble coming up with one, because they were good questions. There was two of them, I think. I know I screenshotted it. Um, it was from English Mum on Twitter. And she said, I'm bored in quarantine and thinking of some questions of the week. Number one, what secondary character should have gotten more screen time? And what would his or her plot have been? which I think that's a really good one. Mm. And then she asked, what other twists or plots would you have included in EK? For example, what if John actually had gone to the Balkans? Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Ooh, I like both of those questions. Those are good. So anyhow, um, speaking of question of the week, last week's was, um, what was last week's question? It was, uh, what would they have done for the amnesia plot? Oh, yes. If they could choose. That's right. After the accident, where would they have gone? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a bunch of those answers screenshotted. Um, English mom again, she answered that one. And she said, I'm actually all in with the over-the-top cheesy trope. John, but hers is, John is paralyzed after the accident and is angry because he's no longer the athletic god he once was. 
He tries to push Sonam away, but she is undeterred. John secretly recovers and then surprises Sonam by walking down the aisle. The wedding night ensues. <laughs> See, I would have way, I would have much preferred something like that. I totally agree. I would have much preferred something like that. Because again, it's the two of them against the world and there's still issues to work through, right. but it's not what this episode was. Right. There's still a conflict, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a different one. Mm-hmm. And um, Glogo said, life is short, so just give us a wedding, a wedding night, honeymoon adventures, and early life with the triplets. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marissa said, I would have been okay with brief angst, but considering the time that was left, I wanted more of the HEA. Send us off with all of those moments we didn't get to see. Seriously. Someone else, and I was like, oh, this is so true. And it kind of goes along with something Kalina had said in the group. Someone said, honestly, all I wanted was for it to be a dream. So not fair. Mm. Um, And I forgot to screenshot Kalina's answer, but Kalina in the group basically expanded on that and gave her whole like plot of what she would have done. And then it would have wound up all being a dream that Sanem wakes up from. Oh my gosh. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And a lot of people agreed with that. Um, Sonia said, I was actually fine with the cheesy memory loss plot, but only if Aisha had kept on writing. I was kind of hoping for a bunch of reverse John M scenes, like, her trying to get him the way he was trying to get her in the early episodes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in the desperate way they made it in the show. And then him falling in love with her all over again without his memories. Mm-hmm. And she says, basically, I'm fine with what they were going for, but it was so sloppy and had so little John M airtime that it wound up feeling meaningless, which I agree. Mm-hmm. And then Moran said, if the crash had to happen, I would probably keep the memory loss, but would end it maybe in half an episode tops. He'd remember in their cabin while he was dancing with her when he smelled her, which honestly would have made the most sense because it would have been like full circle back to episode one when he first was intrigued by her scent Mm -hmm. after they kissed. Like, yeah, totally. And the crazy thing is, is honestly, whether or not we knew the show was ending, Three and a half episodes is way too long to carry on an amnesia plot when you have a show that's two and a half hours long. Yep. Each week. It's yep. Even if we had 50 more episodes coming, three and a half episodes of that was still too much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just was too much. Um, Anika on Instagram said, okay, this sounds really strange, but hear me out. If they hadn't ended it at 51 and there was still time, I would first think, what if there was an investigation? Like, we don't know where Yeet fully went. He just said he was going back to Canada. He could have plotted this entire crash to maybe kidnap Sanem while John was unconscious at the wheel. Mm. Uh, Sanem wakes up in an abandoned house and Yeet locks her in the house by herself. (laughs) John's injury isn't as bad as what we all think and he recovered recovers quite quickly and yes he still has his memory girl write a book write a book (laughs) he immediately goes to find sanem with remedy uh with remedy's private detective yeet sets fire to the abandoned house because that's his favorite thing to do is set things on fire he is a serial arsonist and john (laughs) saves her john saves her just in time sanem can finally see yeet's true colors after this when, when John saves her, he puts the he puts the bandana over his face too to protect him from the smoke. 
<laughs> he put it, no, no, no. He runs in and puts it over her face. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> to protect her. <laughs> um, she says, so Sanem finally sees Yeet's true colors. And the funny thing is, I feel like it would take something like this for her to finally actually Honestly. see it. Um, anyway, she says, I know it's a rom-com, but I still think it would be cool if they'd incorporated more drama like that. She says, kind of like Kara saved a, uh, there's something about the hero saving the heroine and even vice versa that I really, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I replied and I was like, yeah, I'm here for all the drama and rescuing. Yeah. A hero risking his life for the heroine. Mm-hmm. Give it to me all the time. <laughs> Amen. Oh man. Uh, Liel said, if I had the opportunity to change a storyline, given the fact there were only four episodes left, I would have preferred that Sanem would be the one that was badly injured. This way, her parents would have seen how devoted John is taking care of her and would realize that he would never harm or leave her again. Good point. Mm-hmm. Also, they would maybe feel even more guilty for their hideous behavior and would bless, basically give Sanem their blessing to go on the trip afterwards. Um, not that she needed it, but mm-hmm. yes, I wouldn't have had anyone lose their memory and I would have finished, hang on, I got to pick up where I left off. I wouldn't have had anyone lose their memories. I would have finished the accident storyline in one episode so that they could go on the trip in 49 and this whole episode would conclude their journey. In episode 50, they would come back, get married, and then in 51, we would get a much larger sneak peek into their future together. And let's not forget Sanem revealing what she wrote in the notes, uh, JJ and Ihan's reunion. And she says, yes, this would have been my ideal ending to the series and the accident storyline. And I like that one. Yeah. I mean, I'll read one more. There's a couple more, but I'll read uh, Giselle's. She, hers is short. She says, no accident, and a, but a John M. H-E-A. We needed sexy times, their extended wedding, honeymoon, and a trip to the Galapagos. So many ways they could have gone with this. Seriously. Yeah. Oh man. Good answers. You guys. Yep. All of those are superior to what we're about to discuss. Yeah. Let Uh, me tell you. (laughs) Well, just one last thing. We got a really sweet message from, um, a listener in Portugal. (gasps) Oh, I haven't read this. Yeah. We just got it this morning. So her name is Irina. Um, I'm assuming it's Irina. And so she's, she was just very sweet. She's 19. She's a college student. Aww. She said that um, she was looking for a playlist of mm-hmm. Arkenji Kush of the soundtrack, and then she found us on Spotify. Aw, that's how a few people have said they found us. Yeah. So she said, every time I'm listening to the podcast, I feel like I'm actually having a conversation with someone about EK, and I am so grateful. I'm from Portugal, and I haven't found someone with the courage to watch a Turkish series yet. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel like a part of something different and for making quarantine easier for me. So, and Aww. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah. Rena, welcome to our um, crazy little early bird family. I know. So I just wanted to shout her out for that. So that's very sweet. Yeah. Yes. And like a small handful of our listeners that are in the Facebook group, you guys were so sweet a few days ago. You were like, so many of you guys were like, I save your podcast for taking walks around the neighborhood now because all of us are stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Or I should say safe at home. Safe yes. at home would be the perspective. Um, but yeah, so they're like trying to save it for when they go on their walks. And they're just like, it's making quarantine so much better. And honestly, we've been doing this, which I forgot to mention this last week. Last week was our one-year podcast anniversary. It was. Uh-huh. And so we've literally been doing this for a year. And it's still so weird to both of us that like people – 
like listening to us. Seriously. <laughs> it's so unreal. It's just, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this whole thing started out as an outlet for the two of us because <laughs> it's like, it wasn't enough. We, right. we already talked about it anyway. We already <laughs> analyzed it. We already loved the show so much that we, and we know that there's a fandom out there. Right. So we thought, okay, let's just do this for fun. And now it's kind of grown into this thing. And I don't know the fact I don't, I, I don't even want to say fans because that feels no. so weird. No, because we are like not celebrities. We are not. No, I feel yeah. like that's friends. friends, but friends, just that there's people who love listening to us and let us into their lives every week. And yeah. it's cool to know that we get to kind of like, quote, hang out mm-hmm. with you guys every week doing your things, whether you're cooking or whatever. Exactly. So, so yeah. anyway, anyways. We'll stop gushing, but <laughs> yes, but just know we love you guys and we yes. appreciate you so much. We do. All right. So Kristen, do you want, do you have the summary and the hashtag? Yes. I remembered that this week. Um, the hashtag was Senin Sanemi, which Google translate, I'm sure was wrong because I'm pretty sure all this means is just your Sanem. Mm, okay. Um, and Google translate was saying stuff like, um, not you, I don't know. It, I, I don't think it recognized Sanem as a name. So it was trying to come up with what that must mean. Uh, I'm pretty sure Senin Sanemin is just your Sanem. Okay. Which makes sense for what happens in the Mm -hmm. episode. Um, episode summary, uh, John is critically injured in the accident and placed into a coma, which he finally wakes up from one month later but a piece of him is missing. The gang is determined to do what they can to help him, even if it means opening up the old agency. Sanem desperately wants, uh, Sanem desperately wants John to recover the part of him that's no longer here, but it only leads to frustrations for both of them. Okay, you guys. <laughs> I hated this episode so much. So did I, what a coincidence. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because someone who's new to listening, or I shouldn't say new to listening. I don't think she listens to us yet, but she's new to the show mm-hmm. and she just finished, um, episode 16 and she was like, I know you're talking about <laughs> she and I, Ashley. Today. yes, was it Ashley? Okay. So yes, this I was, girl, she was like, I had just finished 15 and I was like, I'm going to pray for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> So she's like, that was horrible. That was this. And I was like, yeah, we hated recording that episode. But looking back, honestly, at least there was purpose to that. Mm -hmm. Yep, It was awful because it was so well done Mm -hmm. that it was believable just how terrible things were. Like John's hurt and his anger. Yeah. So even though it it was all inevitable anyway. Right. And it had to happen yes. because it had to come out or they would never really be able to be together without this black cloud looming over them. Yes. This, this <laughs> totally useless. It's completely clear that different people wrote this episode and not just because we already knew about it. It's just super obvious because mm-hmm. even in John's memory loss, okay, he lost two years of his life Mm -hmm. as far as his memory goes. 
The last thing he remembers is the, you know, the happenings of episode one for the 40th anniversary of Fikri Harika. Okay, yeah. fine. However, he was not a total douchebag before that. And he's just a complete douchebag in this episode. He is. You lost your memory, not your personality. personality. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I could understand there, there being frustration because clearly he knows there are pieces of his memory that's missing. So I can understand frustrations coming out in certain yes. scenes. But here's the thing. The things that captivate him and all of that, none of that is different. Like two years ago, John was captivated by Sanem. So there is no reason why he wouldn't be immediately captivated by her again. Like exactly. Or or at least soon. So I could see like, fine, he wakes up in the hospital and doesn't recognize her. He's not immediately going to be like, oh, I need to know her. Yeah. But by the end of this episode, there should have been more than what there was. And he's just a jerk through so much of it that I'm like, okay, this isn't amnesia. Like, yeah, because he didn't completely forget who he is. He just forgot events of the last couple of years. So I feel like the writers don't even properly know how to write amnesia. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't good. No. This episode was terrible. <laughs> just all there is to it. Yeah. So, um, I guess we should get started. (laughs) Luckily, we don't have to relive the accident. Yeah, thankfully. So we start off and they're at the hospital and rightfully so, everybody is really upset. Poor John is hooked up to a ventilator and there's conveniently a sliding glass door right in front of his hospital bed so everybody can stand there and stare at him. Why did he need to be hooked up to a ventilator? He has a concussion and they put him. See, I assumed it was because they put him in a coma. Okay. But then when she's visiting him throughout that month long coma, he's oh, not on a ventilator. I know. <laughs> it's for, I mean, it's listen, for TV reasons, Chris. Right, I know. <laughs> I watch Grey's Anatomy and all these other shows that I'm sure are completely medically <laughs> inaccurate. I'm sure they're completely medically inaccurate, but um, yeah, I, that one just stuck out to me. Cause I was like, okay, they didn't say like anything else was damaged. So why is he on a ventilator? <laughs> I was and also, I was watching it. Oh no, John's got the Rona. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. I know that's probably, I probably shouldn't joke about that. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? Listen, we all know the severity. <laughs> we all know how serious this is. If we can't make jokes when we need to, you're right. You're we're right. not going to survive this. So you're, right. anyway. you're okay. <laughs> so poor John. Oh my gosh. Okay. And look, none of the, all of the sad people, it's awful. They're all staring at him. <laughs> I, whatever. I don't, I still hate Huma. I don't even feel bad for her. No, no, I want John to be okay. Um, but Demet, oh my gosh, you her guys. acting in this mm-hmm. when she's like freaking out, mm-hmm. trying to get out of that hospital bed, and then Nihat's finally able to calm her down because she's right. like, I will calm down when you let me see John. You right. guys aren't telling me something, something happened to him, and nobody's telling me anything. And I mean, think about it. If you are in a horrible accident with your partner, with your husband, with whoever, and like you, you haven't been able to see them and they're just telling you, you need to stay in your hospital bed. Mm -hmm. I would flip out as well. Oh yeah. 
I, I cannot imagine. I would be like, no, <laughs> you're going to back off and let me go see my yeah. husband. Well, and it just, it made me think too. I mean, considering the timing of what we're all dealing with in the world, like Demet is probably, or Sanem's character, I should say mm-hmm. Sanem. Sanem is probably the emotional equivalent of what everyone who has a loved one dealing with coronavirus to the point where they're hospitalized yeah. is feeling because you can't, can't go and see them. No. Yeah. And I'll like, yeah. I mean, if I talk about too much, I'll probably cry, but like, just I thinking know. like, you know, the people that have died from it, like, and they're dying alone and they're dying alone. Yeah. There's, they cannot have a family member near them. They can't, ugh, no, like it's awful. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I feel like Sanem embodied that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah. then when she's standing there looking at him and she has the moonstone in her hand. Yes. Oh my gosh. And she's just like tapping and she's like, John, John. Oh my gosh. Like, oh. I was crying. I cry every time I see that. Rip my heart out. So the doctor comes and he explains that he's got a bad concussion and to help his brain heal. Um, I don't remember if he said there was like swelling or anything, but basically they put him into a coma. Right. But he tells them that they need to prepare for the worst, Mm -hmm. which is nobody wants to hear, of course. Nope. And then we kind of basically, so yeah, he's like, everything's up in the air, you know, even the doctor basically says like, listen, there's still so much, even some of the most educated scientists don't know about the brain. So there's Mm -hmm. really no way to tell what's going to happen. So everything's up in the air. So basically we kind of get a montage of Sanem healing some time passing. Uh, Her outfits change as she's visiting John. She's reading the book to him. She's just having conversations with him. Like she would, if he were awake Um, and a month passes and he has finally woken up. And um, what you guys can't see right now is Zuzu is making an appearance. (laughs) She, I suddenly felt her licking my hand. <laughs> I was like, Aww. oh, okay. You can come say hi to me. I know. Weirdly enough, I don't know where Jack is, but anyways, Aww. usually he's like right where I am, but, um, anyhow, so he's awake. The doctor's like, he's awake. Yeah. I called to let you guys know. So they go in to see him and explain to him what happened. Cause he's like, what's going on? Like you were in an accident, yada, yada. And he immediately is like, was anyone else hurt? Which I love that, like, that was his biggest concern. Like, he was hurt in an accident. Like, shoot, did I hurt anyone else? Yes. And, you know, the doctor's like, um, you know, do you know everyone in the room? He's like, yeah, I know everyone in the room. And he goes around and lists them, except when he sees Sanem, he's like, you, um... I recognize your voice. Like, are you a nurse? Are you a doctor? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm Son M. And everyone's like, yeah, John, this is Son M. Like, you know Son M. Mm-hmm. So that's our first hint that something's not right. Yeah. So basically we find out he has no memory of the last two years mm-hmm. that have gone on. Um, and I wrote down at the time, I put, oh, and somehow he's just fine with Huma because it wasn't weird to him that his mom was in the hospital room because if he lost two years then he's still on completely bad terms with her and hasn't seen her in a very long time and she i believe was still married to her last husband too right so part of me was like okay and it's not weird to you that your mom's in the hospital room 
kind of a thing. And I mean, um, he looks confused when he sees her. He right. doesn't look thrilled either. So it's like, okay, that helps. And it's right. dressed later. It is. Yes. I just didn't remember that. So I was kind of like, okay. I was just trying to look for plot holes because I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, Porcelain M is devastated because she's been, you know, holding Vigil by his bedside. And she just barely got him back. Mm-hmm. And she's lost him again, basically, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. So she's devastated because he doesn't remember her. Yeah. He, you know, basically there's no connection between them anymore. And at one point, um, after Sonam has left the room because she's upset, the rest of his family is trying to explain to him, like, no, Sonam's like your great love. Like, you don't understand. Like, yeah. You are head over heels for this woman. And everything changed when you met her and he's like but what about Pauline I mean I I get it (laughs) I get it yeah well and Emery actually is the one who steps in and he says Pauline is over brother you had such a deep feeling for son M that Pauline didn't even stand a chance right and I was like no truer words have ever been spoken amen so Layla, I'm sorry, Sanem basically tells Layla, like Sanem is gutted, of course, mm-hmm. and she goes out and tells Layla what happened. Um, and then as the family is trying to explain to John who mm-hmm. Sanem is, um, they there's like a shot of her walking through the hospital. Yeah. And she says, it's there's like an over, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um not a montage, but like a voiceover. There yes. we go. Of of Sanem saying, We are a total of the moments we live with the ones that we love. But what if the people we know don't remember us at all all of a sudden? What if what would be left if all the memories that we have are lost? Especially as what is I know that? the the yeah. sounds were kind of weird on this episode. Especially what if what if it's the man that you're in love with? A complete thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. It just says a complete void. I'm falling into the void. Who will take my hand and help me get back up? I don't know. Mm. I know. So, I mean, I do love what it's saying. It's basically like, if we're just the sum of all the moments we've experienced, what happens when a bunch of those moments are stolen away? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's depressing. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, so Basically, we switch over then to Mevkabe and Nihat back home. Mm-hmm. And Mevkabe is distraught and she's like, it's because of us. And all I kept thinking was, yep, it sure is. Yep. Like, if they weren't, if they weren't driving to you to try to make amends because you guys were being childish and not picking up your phones when she was calling you. And for as incessantly as they always call her to check on her, I know. It seems pretty messed up that they wouldn't answer her phone calls. I know. Um, I'm glad that she was feeling guilty. It's like, yep. yeah, why don't you wallow in your guilt for a little mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. maybe things will be better for you in your life after this. Yep. So yeah, I was all here for that. I was like, yeah, I'm not here to um, tell her that she shouldn't feel guilty because sorry, she should. So then um, we switch back to the hospital. The doctor is basically like, listen, take him back to his regular surroundings Um, get him back in his normal routine as much as possible. And, you know, hopefully that will start like a healing process. So um, it's basically decided that John's going to go back to the farm. 
you know, the house that he's been living in. And this feels like it was supposed to be significant because it happens twice in the episode. But, um, you know, because I think Huma initially is like, okay, we'll take him back home, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Aziz sees the importance of Sanem needing to spend time with John. And so he says, you know, Huma, we'll go home. Sanem can handle it. She can get John back to the farm. Yeah. So Huma goes over and hugs Sanem and says, you know, I trust you to take care of John. I trust that you'll take care of him. And then she leaves with Aziz. Yeah. And I feel like that was supposed to be significant just because of all the crap we've dealt with, you know, where she's concerned. Right. Um, But it was kind of like, yeah, I don't really care whether you trust her or not. So whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I said, bedhead John comes out into the hallway of the hospital. (laughs) He does. He looks like a lion who like woke up from a nap. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Yes, he does. So he comes out to talk with her and he has some questions and Sanem does her best to try to answer them. Of -hmm. course, that's making her emotional because he's asking them very clinically because he feels no connection right now to any of this, even though it's true. So as much as she's trying to explain like, well, yeah, these things did happen, but you and I fell in love and yeah, we met at the eight, we met that night at the party that you remember and right. But it's hurting her. She turns away a few times to try to like gather herself. Cause she's basically having to retell their life to him, Mm -hmm. including how, and I mean, there's, 47 episodes of stuff that she's having to recount in like two minutes. Mm -hmm. It's two years of lives and everything happening and him being gone and the agency closing and all of this other stuff. The, the, uh, the hut, the fact that he left Mm the, that she spent time in the hospital. And so he just kind of looks sad as she's going through all this stuff. And she is visibly upset because you know, imagine having to tell your partner that, mm-hmm. well, yeah, we went through all of this difficult stuff and finally got back together. And now you don't remember any of this. Yep. So it's just rough on both of them because clearly mm-hmm. he wants to remember or at least understand and he can't right now. And she wants the same thing and it's hurting her because she does remember all of that. Right. So then, um, we, pan over real quick to Duran, Muzo, and JJ. They're kind of just discussing John and the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of trying to come up with ways to, you know, help him. It's not that important. Um, then when they get back from the hospital, there is a welcome home party. Yeah. And everyone's there and it's very overwhelming. Like I feel the like saddest that's- welcome home party ever. It is. And honestly, considering what he was going through, it probably should have just been like his parents and his brother, like, you know? Yeah. Um, Especially because of the fact that like 90% of those people, he wasn't going to remember. Right. Because and it's, I mean, he doesn't know who Mirabon is at this point. He, he doesn't um, know Balut. He doesn't know Denise. He doesn't know Muzo. He remembers JJ and he remembers Duran. Right. But he doesn't remember Sanem. He right. only remembers Layla as Emre's assistant. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't know Mevkabe and Nihat. There's all these people there that he doesn't remember. Yes. And he knows that they remember him. Right. So you can tell he's very overwhelmed. And, you know, he does wind up giving a speech that basically says like, it's very clear you all care about me very much. And I wish I remembered, you know, most of you, 
but basically I'm exhausted. I need to rest. I appreciate this, but I'm like, nope, and I'm out of here. Yeah. So Emery takes him back to the house. Um, and, um, I love it. Cause he kind of comments after Layla and Emery walk him into the house. He pulls Emery aside and he's kind of like, um, you're a little friendly with your assistant. Don't you think? <laughs> Calling her sweetie. <laughs> uh-huh. So then it's revealed like, oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah. You know, we actually got married, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Cute. And they reveal that the hut is gone and that the agency has moved. Right. Which those are both really big deals. So he's notably, you know, distressed and distressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's like, he, it's funny. Cause he kind of makes a little joke with Emery right before he's leaving. He's like, Emery, what's my name? Uh-huh. He's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go ahead. I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he cracks a joke and that's mm-hmm. a good sign. Um, and then meanwhile, Sanam gets an idea because on John's way out, right, right? Am I at the right time? Yes. Yeah, this, that's right. Okay. So on John's way to go rest, mm-hmm. JJ makes a comment about getting fired because they're talking about the agency. And yes. John remembers like, oh yeah, JJ, you're always, I remember you're always afraid of getting fired. Yeah. So you can see a light bulb kind of go off in Sanem's head about, oh, he remembers something about the agency. And so that's, that will come back later. Right. So, well, basically, um, Sanem runs off to that cosmetic guy Mm -hmm. and decides to accept his offer. Yep. Because they need money. Um, And this is, because you're right. She comes up with the idea to open up the old agency. And they're like, yeah, well, we would have done that already, but we need money. And I mm-hmm. love it because Aziz is like, friends, you can always find money. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Baba Aziz, can you tell me where that tree is? Because yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, so then to find money, Sanem decides to go and accept the offer that she had uh, said no to because of their trip. Right. He goes back, accepts it, and she kind of puts a condition on it and says, but I want you to use Fikri Harika for the campaign. Right. And he's like, "Mm." he kind of counters back and says, I'll give you first priority, but we're going to look at other agencies too. So they sign the contract. So um, some money to rent the old building back. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So meanwhile, John is scrolling through his Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think he, you know, he's just trying to see if anything triggers a memory or whatever. Yeah. And um, Sanem shows up to let him know about the offer from Asimbe and tells him about, quote, their boat. And he's like, it's kind of sad because he's like, "Um, our boat? And she's like, yeah, it was your boat. You, you know, but then you sold it so you could be with me, but I got it back for you. And he's like, I sold my boat. Like, because now this part, I get it makes sense that he's confused by that because before Sanem, he was never rooted anywhere. He was always wandering. So I do understand his confusion with that. Yeah. Um, but I like also that he can see that she's sad and he's like, I can see this upsets you. Just please know I'm going to do everything I can to try and remember this. Yes. And he's like, you know, if I, if I could, I would snap my fingers to bring everything back, but I can't. Right. Right. 
So I appreciated that. And I felt like that was a realistic expectation of something that John yeah. would say after yeah. having lost two years of his memory. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, but poor son M's like, I don't know if I can ever get used to you looking at me like I'm a foreigner to you. Yeah. And I just put a side note. I love her whole look right here. I love that dress. I love mm-hmm. her hair piece. Like I love all of it. Yeah. She has some really good outfits in this episode that I liked. Mm-hmm. It's like probably the only good things in this entire episode. Yeah. So um, the next day they're signing the contract and she she had to tell John about it anyway because he, he's obviously a partner, which right. he didn't know about. He's <laughs> a partner in her cream company. So they head over to the women art people and they sign the contract. Um, and then Fikri Haruka is back. And they're moving back into the agency, back to the building where they once were. And it's this fun montage. Everybody's putting it all back together. JJ very clearly yells, we are back, baby, but you can't hear him. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then Sanem is being all inspirational. And she's yeah. like, <laughs> she's like screaming. And they're like, Yeah. He's like, Miss Pep Talk, like, here's what we're going to do. This is the game plan. Like, which, you know, I get it. She needs to psych herself up, you Mm -hmm. know, for what they're, you know, because they're not only opening the agency. This is for John's benefit too. Right. She's got a lot invested in this. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I love her energy. Yes. Um, And, yeah, it's funny because everyone else is loving it too. And they're just basically like, yeah we're gonna do this like yeah yeah and it's like wow she's so motivational yeah (laughs) um and then oh you know what we forgot the night before she um her writing her writing yeah we kind of covered what she said but it is a lot more eloquently spoken yeah she she I mean, I feel like even so, stuff got lost in translation. Mm. But I mean, she's basically, the night before, she's upset after that interaction with John. And she is writing just about, like, how these eyes once used to look at me with, like, a burning flame of desire. And now Mm -hmm. they look at me, like, looking right through me. It feels empty. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's sad because she's like, I'm I'm a foreigner in the eyes of this albatross. And... Uh, my darling, your eyes are too huge. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Lagias? Like, I'm sure it's like two huge voids is what I assumed it was supposed to mean. But I don't know. Two, mine says both of his eyes are like two dark balconies. Okay. And he's looking at me with those eyes thinking I'm a stranger. I hope our romantic comedy that you can't remember will end well. May our lives go through like a movie in front of your eyes. Don't bury our love story that started in a dark balcony on an empty one. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Everything that you read as balconies was, was spelled log, logias. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. So meanwhile, he's on a balcony and Mm -hmm. staring at her yeah which to me I was like okay we can be helpful like he's watching her he's obviously intrigued by her 
he's frustrated and feels bad that he can't remember this stuff. But I'm like, all right, you know, I'm at this point in this episode, I'm feeling hopeful. I'm like, hey, right. this is all totally to be expected of a guy right. who lost two years of his memory. Totally agree. Yeah. Um. So anyhow, so yeah, now we're next day, agency pep talk. We switch over to Neha and Methkabe. Yeah, we can kind of go through this quickly if yeah. you're cool with it. Yep. Because Mevkabe is, because of her sense of guilt, she's mm-hmm. trying to come up with a scheme to help John remember. Mm-hmm. So her and Melly Hot catch this um, idea that they're going to brew some special tea. It's like a folk um, cure. And that's basically how they spend the entire episode. Yeah, Nihat's against it. And yeah. they just basically, so they do it behind his back and they make a pot of this tea that's supposed to help trigger his memory. Yeah, they get a cauldron. They get all these weird yeah. <laughs> They're oh. like doing a witch's brew. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> so. so then I wrote, ew, role-playing with Liam because she like walks into the office to hand him something and he's like, Layla, you will call me Emery Bay. You're my oh. assistant. And I'm like, ew, this is so gross. Disgusting. Um, Disgusting. Yeah. So luckily Sun M pops up right then. Yeah. To basically say, hey, the publisher in the United States isn't asking for my extension back. Because if you guys remember, she spent that on John's boat. Yeah. Somebody's gone. <laughs> yeah. So she she's like, they were sympathetic to the situation and they're giving me an extension and they're not even asking for the advance back. So yeah. We're in good shape. So then John arrives at work. And mm-hmm. when he walks in, he gets a babe walk, of mm-hmm. course. And Sanem tilts her head and she's like, oh man, he lost his memory, but he didn't lose his shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so then he asks for chai and the light bulb goes off in her little head again. Cause yep. she's like, oh my gosh, that's right. Chai. <laughs> yep. So we get a little, is this when we, they do the little flashback to that first episode when he's like, um i think so drinks chai right because she's like oh yeah i'm the only one that drinks it too and then it goes back to that yeah she's like yes me i will get it like (laughs) she's like i like chai Uh (laughs) and he just kind of looks at her like okay yeah this is where things start to turn in how john is being and i just am like yeah this This is not even the worst but it is the beginning so Mm -hmm. He gives her kind of a weird look, which I'm like, all right, if I'm going to be gracious, mm-hmm. you know, M, we all know Sanem is a weirdo. So if he theoretically had never met her before. Right. And then suddenly she's like super over eager about getting mm-hmm. chai with him. I guess you might give her a little bit of a weird look. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Fine. Whatever. So... Um, they're trying to get John acquaint, like reacquainted with being back at Fikri Haruka, but mm-hmm. the point to which he doesn't remember, he hadn't taken over yet for right. Aziz and he didn't know about Baba's sickness. He didn't know anything. So they're like, Oh, how does it feel to be back in your office? And he's like, isn't this dad's office? Like mm-hmm. why this isn't my office. Why would I feel comfortable being back here 
So it's all not going super well with like him, you know, remembering. Yeah. Well, and he's like, dad, I would never lead this company. Yeah. And he's like, I know, but there's something I need to tell you. And he's like, oh yeah. What's that sympathetic girl's name again? Son oh, M? My, oh, mine said cute. What was that cute girl's name? Oh, okay. so I was like, oh, okay. At least he's acknowledging that he thinks she's cute. Okay. Mine was sympathetic. Oh, and I was like, is this for real? Cause he said, cause when he had started to question that when he was talking to her, she said, listen, your dad needs to tell you about that part. Yes. So he's like, basically that girl's on M said that you would tell me that you had to tell me. Right. So Aziz sends Huma out mm-hmm. and cause I forgot up until this point, she probably doesn't know about his illness. No, I don't think she does. No why she would. So he sends her out and he basically tells John, listen, I was really sick. I needed to go to Cuba to get treatment and I needed someone I could trust to take over the company so that I could go get my treatment without having to stress and stepped up and did that for me. And so he's like, and that's why you also need to be the one to do it now. You know, like basically saying like in my age, I probably shouldn't be taking on this kind of, um, this kind of task again. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So even though I'm not sick now, I still need you. I need you to step up and be the one to lead this company. So, um, it's basically determined then that John's going to step in where he left off. Right. He's kind of forced into it, but I mean, you know, right. They're all like, Hey, we got to get your memory back boy. Exactly. (laughs) And then we pan over. It's funny because Duren's all excited because again, the only real <laughs> responsible worker in I this know. entire agency. She's back in her happy place. She is. And she says, we are back, baby. Yeah. And JJ's like, that's my line. That's my line. <laughs> so good. It's oh, cute. man. So then so, M, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So Sanem brings, <laughs> brings Chai. <laughs> And I, <laughs> I love every single time when she's like trying to be, I know she's not trying to be seductive, but she's right. like, it's, it's kind of got that vibe where she's like right. trying to be smooth and mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and I'm like, that would absolutely be me if I could <laughs> be trying to like, all right, I'm going to impress this guy. I would totally look like a fool, just like a uh-huh. <laughs> I love it because Aziz like nopes on out of there when Sanem comes in. Yeah. And yet her antics are just crazy. And it's like, she's like but tossing again, her hair. <laughs> right. Here's the thing again, though, it is funny because Demet does physical comedy so well, mm-hmm. but it's like, listen, you didn't do any of that when you first attracted him, you were just being yourself. Right. And I feel like if Aisha had written this episode, Mm -hmm. it it wouldn't have been these over the top antics trying to get his attention because that's not what she did to attract him before. And she knows that. Right. So So, it was just kind of like, and and it's hard because, and I I felt the same way. I felt like, okay, where, where would the line be? Like what would Mm -hmm. Sanem do? Cause we know that she, is full of crazy antics. Like she's done that right. before. And, but the difference is, I, I guess I gave her a little more leeway with all of this weirdness oh, okay. because, um, 
in the past, she was doing, you know, at the beginning of the series, she was doing this weird stuff, but she was being shy because mm-hmm. she thought he was the bad king and True. he's a bad guy because of what Emery is telling her. Mm-hmm. So she's being more like, uh, he's a bad guy. I got to make sure I stay away from him. And that's why she was acting weird. That's true. So it's hard to tell how she would approach this situation. True. That's true. So I I don't know. I guess I gave her a little more leeway. um, Okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. So because you're right. She knows this time around that he's not some evil guy trying to take the company down. Exactly. So um, she sits down to have tea with him and he's kind of looking at her back and forth like – do you mind? And she's like, no, I don't mind at all. But like, he's meaning it as like, you can go. Yeah. I have work to do. She's taking it as like, no, I don't mind staying with you. Of course. And he's kind of like, okay, you're going to stay and have tea with your boss. Like it's awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, she winds up just leaving the office. Like, okay, see you later. Um, her head voice taunts her. Yeah. And as that's happening, she's arguing with her head voice. Duran approaches her regarding the campaign and Sun M's head is clearly elsewhere. And she's just like, am I a woman that's forgotten? <laughs> yeah. And Duran's like, no, like, and she, I don't remember what triggers it, but basically she gets this idea that she needs to go back to the style she wore when she first met John. And that I also get, yes. I could totally be like, okay, I dress differently now. Like that's, I'm going to, go back to more like how I was when he first met me. Right. So I get behind this wardrobe change. Yes. Um, we pan over real quick to more Mahali craziness of the tea making, but mm-hmm. whatever. And then Sun M also tells Duran, listen, I need you to start calling me. I actually like this moment. Because <laughs> you she's me like, too. She's like, I need you to start calling me the other one. And what uh-huh. does Duran say to her? She's like, I can't do that because I love you now. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cute. And Sanem's like, listen, if you love me, you will be mean to me and you'll berate me and call me the other one. And Duran catches on like, oh, because that will help John remember. And because she's like, all right, so because I love you, that, yes, I definitely will. Uh huh. She's like, John, it will give him deja vu. Okay. Like, yes. then, she's, then she's on board. Yeah. So then they go into John's office and <laughs> they're acting. It's, it's hilarious. So bad, you guys. <laughs> it's, it's just it's, so funny. <laughs> because it's so terrible, you are dying. It's yeah. so over the top. It's so unrealistic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, she's like, the other one, and Son M keeps going, Son M, my name is Son M. <laughs> and like, Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad that even though John has no memory of it, he clearly knows they're acting out a bit. Yeah. Of Clearly, he's like, you guys are acting out a bit of Duran taunting. And she's like, why? Because you remember? And he's like, no, but I do know Duran and how she is with our um, interns. So yes. it was a logical conclusion to come to. Right. So then Duran is basically like, I'm sorry. It didn't work. I'll leave you to, I'll leave you two to it. And Duran pieces out of there. And then. And then the jerk makes another appearance. Yeah. So 
he says something to the effect of what I'm wondering is what you did to me that I stood against my employee for an unimportant intern. And I was like, ouch, John, like what a freaking burn. First of all. Yeah. I wrote John or I wrote, ouch, John, ouch. Okay. Number one, here's my issue with that. He clearly has never been one to see that, to have an attitude of people beneath him or this, that. So he would never call one of his in the interns at his father's company unimportant. Yep. Or nobody. Yep. This is where the writing stops making sense. Yeah. Because you're making him a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, he, you know, he clearly cared for JJ before this, all of that. And JJ's quote, a nobody intern, you know, he was just an office boy. John never treated him like that. So just for him to even make a comment like this, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, they're turning him into a snob that mm-hmm. he never was. He was exactly. never a snob. Nope. And then he goes on to start implying some really awful things uh-huh. about Sanem and how she could have possibly gotten his attention. Right. And it's like, but you, again, the writing doesn't make sense because right. that also implies that he's a man who would do that with one of his employees. Like, yeah. Cause he's basically would... implying that she was constantly throwing herself at him uh-huh. and that he finally kind of gave up and uh-huh. got with her because of it. And she, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my God. Like he didn't outright say that, but he but basically he said it. Uh-huh. And I was like, um, hashtag not my John Bay. That's yes. That's not him. That is not him. That should have been the episode hashtag. Oh, that's awful. And I love it though, because Sanem, at that point, she's reached her limit. And she goes, I wonder if I slapped you if the memories would come. (laughs) Yeah. Because he deserves, memory loss or not, he Uh deserved to be slapped for that comment. Honestly. Yeah. So so So, I was proud of her for standing up for herself. And then storming out after that. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's done and she's yep. like, whatever. So she storms out and then Layla's right there and she kind of explains to Layla yeah. what's going on. She uh, vents to her. Yeah. So um, that's kind of it. The The girls end up back at the Mahale and mm-hmm. they learn about the chai that Mevkabe is making and that kind of starts right. the whole thing for the next day. So that night – Sanem comes over to see John and they're mm-hmm. chatting a little bit and she asks him, how was your first day? And he, this is like weird. Cause I'm like, okay, I guess this is a little bit more like the old John, but cause uh-huh. like, yeah, the funnest part was when we fought and I'm like, yeah. okay, so you being a jerk was the fun part right. or the fact that that was attempted flirting. Like, what are you saying exactly? Like you yeah. liked being mean to her. That was fun for you. Or you just liked the, the tension and the chemistry that wasn't there See, because it's being a jerk like again it's just not that's not his character no he's never been the rich jerk nope who is always pushing for his own way and all this stuff he was never like that nope the writing is all over the place yeah. part of me wonders if if like some of this was leftover Aisha stuff that she had written but mm. just hadn't been incorporated yet because it, it feels like there are times when I'm like Okay, like I could have seen Aisha writing that. Like, yeah, you know, the highlight of my day was us bickering. Like, yes. 
but or like the the stuff when she's writing the voiceover yes. when she's writing that felt yes like mm -hmm. yep so the writing is all over the place because yeah now all of a sudden it's kind of like cute and sweet again because she he tells her that and then she gives him the book so that he can and she just explains like this is our story yes everything that happened over the last two years that you're missing is in here and even if you don't enjoy the book hopefully it will at least answer some questions right and you know maybe it'll at least help you to understand something from um before the accident mm -hmm. so it's just like okay that's a good moment but it it's like but just before that you were a total jerk to her like it just yeah anyway so put it's a pin weird. in that. Yeah. Then we get the lamest, like Denise is leaving because her dad's sick and she needs to help her mom. So clearly Blue. she's off the show, but we Blue's didn't even get already that gone. Blue. I know it's just gone. He's just because gone. He, Cause he couldn't handle something anymore, which doesn't even sound like <laughs> him either. Like I get it. Yeah. There were budget issues at this point, you guys with production. So they clearly needed to write off. They needed to get rid of costs. So right. fine. But Balut deserved better than that. Like, yes, he did. He was such a good friend. He was such a good friend. And what couldn't he handle? <laughs> yeah. It, again, zero sense. Zero sense. So they're gone. Hostia calls and ease and Balut. Yeah. And then I said, Burton Ernie are at the coffee station the next morning. Yeah. Next morning. And Sun M basically tells them I need your help. We need to yeah. get John to drink this tea that my mom made. We only have so much of it. Um, but we need to force him to drink it because it's going to help his memory. Yeah. So this whole next like 15 minutes. I was going to say it's like 20 minutes of this madness. Yeah. They're basically each attempting, uh, Muzo goes in first to try to bring him his morning tea. Cause of course John asks for his morning tea right. and John refuses to drink it. Cause he's like, that coloring is off. It's weird, which it is. It's more orangey than normal. Right. Not his typical chai. So he refuses to drink it at all. Like, mm -hmm. so Muzo leaves and is like, sorry, I wasn't successful. He wouldn't drink it because of the color. So, so then, then like, it's oh, JJ's turn, but so we'll he, do it in a mug so that he can't right. see the color. Right. So he brings it in and John's like, um, I don't drink my chai like that. I drink it in the skinny mug that I've always drink it in. Mm -hmm. And JJ's like, oh, well, yours is empty. Does that mean that you drank it? And he's like, no, here, I'll show you what I did with it. And he takes it and he dumps it out into the plant. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, well, JJ missed two. Mm -hmm. And so the final glass of all of it, because that's all that they brought, and it's Sun M's turn. And this is, I misspoke earlier because she wasn't doing her hair tossing yesterday. She starts it <laughs> today. Okay. But the funny thing is he's not completely unmoved right by her moves, <laughs> mm -hmm. which I like want to enjoy it. But then I'm like, okay, it's so back and forth though, because right. yesterday you found this exact same thing annoying and now you're finding it cute. Exactly. Kind of. Like you're entertained by her, which this is how it should be. Yes. This is the reaction I would expect of John because yes. this is how his reaction was to her from the beginning where yes. he's like kind of amused and he doesn't right. really know what to make of her, mm -hmm. but he can't stop staring at her. Right. Right. That's how it was. Yes. So she, so she comes in and she's like, she's like thinking maybe if I drink a little bit and I show him how delicious it is delicious. I'll make it really uh -huh. appealing and she's like tossing her hair and she's all 
mm, choc gazelle. <laughs> She's like, oh, and she takes a sip and it's disgusting. And she tries to hide her face. Her like, face. Oh, choky, choky. <laughs> like, tries to get him to drink it. <laughs> and then she succeeds. He finally does take a very takes tiny one sip. little sip. <laughs> and it's so disgusting and revolting. <laughs> he gets up and dumps it out in the plant again. This poor plant. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it's a failed mission. Yes. Yes. And no one was able to get him to drink the chai. So mm-hmm. Sanem reports back to Medkabay and Medkabay um is like hey Meliat I need the rest of that tea because they could not get him to yeah. drink the chai at work they failed you got to give me the rest of it so we're going to invite mm-hmm. him over to dinner and we're going to make him drink the chai and then hey by the way the amused guy goes away and the jerk comes back uh-huh yeah because when Mevkabe calls him he politely answers the phone which okay fine she invites him to dinner and he's like, well, I've got a lot of work to do, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, right, but you're going to have to eat dinner anyways. Come have it with us. And Sanem's sitting right there too. And she's like, listen, you love my mom. You love her cooking. I, know yeah. I don't remember this, but, and he makes this comment. He's like, hmm. So yeah, I guess it's going to be less trouble to say uh, yes and just do this than to say than no. To say so, no. Yeah, I guess I'll come. That, I'm sorry. Just because you lost two years of your memory doesn't make you a jerk. I know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, um, so then she has another idea. Sanam has another idea. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically the whole episode of Sanam having ideas of how to mm-hmm. trick his memory back. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, we have an urgent meeting that we have to go to. And so they get into his truck and they go, but, oh, the meeting is canceled. Sanam <laughs> <laughs> gets on the phone and talks to the women are who like they signed the contract with right it's really duran it's really duran and they're all listening because they're all frantic because they actually have to come up with a pitch for right agency Mm -hmm. yeah so they're like where did sanem and john go we actually need these people to work Mm -hmm. surprise surprise Mm -hmm. um and sanem's just like talking and like oh i'm so sorry to hear that okay yes yes i understand okay okay we'll we'll reschedule So she's like, oh, the meeting's canceled. I'm really sorry. Oh, man, I'm feeling really sick. Can you pull over right here? I need fresh air. And guess where they pull over? To the Cursed Rocks. So now we understand what Sanem's plan was. Mm -hmm. And her head voice is talking to her, which he does not find cute, which he always did. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He basically, this is what he says. He like mumbles himself. So I'm in love with a crack pot. Uh-huh. And it causes her to argue with him because, which is actually good because they argued a lot at those rocks. Yes. But she's, she takes offense, which duh, because she's basically like, um, actually you told me before that it suited me and that you liked it. And then he's like, well, I guess it does suit you because you're weird. Like he's just mean to her. He is mean to her. And so she argues back and he's like, clearly this was a plan. You planned this all out. Like mm-hmm. you brought me here for a reason. There must be memories we have here that you think I'm going to magically know. And she's upset. So they, they argue back and forth. And she storms away from him because she remembers also real quickly, like, oh, we, we walked opposite ways when we would argue here. So she storms off from him. He storms off from her, but it actually works. works. 
Yeah. Because he gets a little glimpse of a memory of when they argued and mm-hmm. stormed off from each other. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because you're like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Yes. And he's like, uh, Sanem. And then she's, she gets hopeful and she's yes. like, yes. And turns around. And then he decides against actually telling her that he got a little piece of it. And part of me is like, okay, I kind of understand that because then she's going to like grasp onto that and probably, you know, work even harder at trying to make him remember more. Right. So part of me is like, I kind of understand him keeping that to himself. Like, cause he doesn't want any more pressure than he probably already feels. Sure. But at the same time, throw the poor girl a bone. Like, and either, and as we can see, it doesn't make it any better. Like she's Ooh. still, she continues to try her best to right. help jog his memory. Right. So, and then, and then right at the end of that, I love that she does a little fake sneeze, sneeze. and he ignores it and she's all, bless you too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Cause that is to me, I'm like, that's typical sign M. That, that is, is typical. sign M thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So then we have dinner at the Idens. Yes. And it's all fish and rosemary for to help jog his memory, apparently. Because rosemary and omega-3s are good for your memory, <laughs> yeah. which John catches on to. He's like, oh, I see you did research and realized those things are good for memory. Mm-hmm. So then Mevkabe, they're done eating dinner. Mevkabe is getting ice chai ready for everybody. Mm-hmm. And she has the very final glass of the special chai. Mm-hmm. And Nihat comes in and he ends up downing the entire thing and then starts yelling and freaking out. And I'm sure it's supposed to be a funny scene. It's so dumb because like, oh it's gosh. so prolonged. Like clearly the memory tea works because mm-hmm. he's remembering he's remembering an old football match, you know, play by play and starts shouting it out. But then it like reverts all the way back to him like remembering being born. Yeah. He remembers his midwife. Midwife. Like <laughs> so weird. It, so stupid you guys i'm like okay this was clearly supposed to be funny and cute but it's Mm -hmm. not yeah because basically all you did was show us oh look it works and it could have worked on john and we could it's gone so it's gone (laughs) that chance is gone so goodbye yeah so later that night when they're Mm -hmm. all back in their own homes um john which this kind of doesn't really make sense to me because he's got his own house, and if he's so like, I don't know her, I don't this, why he would even walk into her kitchen that late at night, I yeah. don't know. But he does, and she apologizes for the dinner antics. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know we tried really hard, um, and all that. And he he kind of was like, he, he kind of says like, yeah, it was entertaining though. Like, at least he was kind of amused by the family's craziness, which. Yeah. Again, would be more typical of John to be yeah. amused by all the craziness of the items. Think about the episode when they had to drive to yeah, the hospital. hospital. Yes, because she she <laughs> chokes on yes, <laughs> or she, she what did she swallow the ring? Yeah, in because he put it in like a roll or something, and she bites yes, the bread right. and swallows the ring. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the truck, and he's yeah. just like surrounded by these psychos, and <laughs> but he doesn't hate it again. No. So. So Sanem is apologizes. She offers him, him some chai, and he's like, "Wow, this is re- really delicious chai." Which again is another little hopeful moment, right? And then he tells her that he started the book, and she's like, "Oh, awesome. Okay, well, did you finish it?" 
Mm-hmm. And he explains that he couldn't finish it because he feels bad for not remembering. And that because it seems like he's reading about someone who isn't him. Mm-hmm. Which again, I understand because the free spirit he was all before this. I understand right. why he'd be like, huh, this really doesn't seem like me. Right. But it sucks because he's just like, you know, my freedoms, my this, my that. Like, I just don't see myself giving those up that easily. Yeah. Which I understand him saying that, but also I understand why it's a slap in the face to her. Right. Because he's basically saying like, yeah, I can't imagine any woman is worth that, even you. Mm-hmm. And so I like what she asks him right here. She's like, she basically says, oh, so are you glad that part of your memory is gone then? Like mm-hmm. be the free spirit that you were. And he doesn't answer her. He yeah. is like, I don't have an answer for that, which sucks. Cause you know, that means part of him is kind of like, well, maybe I am glad so I can just go back to what I've always known. Mm-hmm. So, so she just encourages him to keep reading and she's like, you know, that, that's, that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. Um, he's like, okay, good night. No, he doesn't say good night. He's just like, go to shooters and like walks yeah. out of the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so, oh, then we have a little moment between Mirabon and Sanem. Yeah. Um, because she, Mirabon basically is like, listen, you're trying to take him back through the past, but why don't you just meet him where he is rather yes. than trying to do that? Right. So Sanem is kind of inspired by what she said, but then at the same time, she keeps, she does. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, Okay, that was kind of a pointless conversation, but whatever. Yeah. Again, seems like something Aisha wrote, and then the writers were like, but we're not going to actually have right. <laughs> Yeah. And then at the same time, John and Baba are having a conversation. That's right. And this is when he actually finds out that he doesn't own the mountain house anymore because he says, hey, I rented the hut for you. I think it'll be good for you. And he's like, wait, I don't own that anymore either. I uh, sold it. Uh-huh. So he's just even more like, who the heck am I? Mm-hmm. but he knows it'll be good for him because it's always been a good place for him. So it was smart of Aziz to rent it for him. Yeah. And Aziz asks, so, you know, what do you think of Sanem? I know you're kind of still getting used to her. And and John's like, well, she's eccentric to be sure. And Aziz kind of laughs because it's mm-hmm. true. true. And um, is it John who says something about like, it's weird because it's like waking up from a dream you can't remember. Yeah. It's like when you know you had a dream, but when you wake up the next morning for the life of you, you can't remember it. Yeah. So he's frustrated, obviously. And um, yeah. So then we, it's the next morning. We're back at the Idens. They're all having breakfast. And then we get another character switch from John because he goes from being a jerk to now he's back at the Idens because he wants to check on Nihat to see how he's right. doing. And, and, to like, thank them, and to thank them for their efforts at dinner the night before. Yeah. Like, and then it's, it's like, funny because you did you notice what Mepkebe says right here? No, I didn't. As he's leaving, because he's like, I just wanted to check on you guys. You know, I have somewhere to be. But and Mepkebe says, he might have lost his memory, but at least he didn't lose his kindness. And I'm like, but he kind of did. Like, Yeah. So he clearly the... Yeah, it's like clearly that was supposed to be the point of this was like, but they just executed it so poorly. Yeah, yeah. Hi. So 
Then we kind of actually get the confrontation of Huma finally. And I was yes. like, okay, at least this part makes sense. Cause he's like, um, mom, I know I forgot the last two years, but I didn't forget everything. Basically saying like, I know you and I weren't on good terms. Yeah. And she's like, well, we did get better, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, okay. Like nothing really gets resolved right then. Yeah. Then Salim texts her. Because he wants to go get lunch with her. Yeah. So we get that random thing. Um, And then it's back at the, at Fikri Harika Mm -hmm. and Muzo and JJ are reminiscing about Ihan, which is kind of random. And then Duran is already fed up with everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Because again, she's the only one working in the agency. I do feel a little bad for JJ because poor JJ, he misses her and like he remembers first meeting Ihan. So it is random, but I kind of get it. It's just, yeah. I think it would kind of throw JJ's character a bone. Sure. Um, and there is a song playing while he's remembering all of that. And I'll put, it, I'll link it in the notes, but. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. Duren's like, listen, we have work to do and you're sitting here romanticizing things. And she's like, like I can still fire you, JJ. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so do you want to go over the whole Salim, Huma? Okay. Eliha, so basically, yeah. Uh, so or Miraban, Aziz thing. Yeah. So basically what happens, cause it chops back and forth between this. So we, can and just, it was yeah. basically half of the rest of the episode. Yes. It was so, so much of it. So much of it. But basically here's what happens. Salim and Huma are going to lunch, but it's really like a street cart, which of yeah. course Huma's like, Oh, uh, but then she's like, Oh yeah, I love this too. So she gets this idea like, Oh, let's take a selfie of us having lunch. Cause she's going to post it on social media. Cause she wants to taunt, uh, to taunt, uh, Mirabon. Yeah which is exactly what ends up happening. Mm -hmm. She sees it. She starts losing her mind. She starts, her crazy comes out that comes out when Huma's around. Mm -hmm. Aziz is trying to calm her down. Like, just let it go. You know, she's doing that just to get a reaction out of you. And you're giving her a reaction. Yeah. And he's right. But Mirabon's like, no, I'm going to confront her. So then it turns into this whole thing where they drive to the Mahale. Mm -hmm. Aziz goes with her probably to try to hopefully keep things reined in. And Huma and Mirabon end up arguing. Mirabon is telling Salim, like, I can't believe you don't see through this. You're dumb. She tells Huma, I know what you're doing. All this stuff. It's just crazy. They end up in a cat fight, basically. Mirabon's like throwing shoes at both of them. Yeah. It just which ugly. Yeah. And the whole Mirabon's whole reaction to me was definitely a step further from what her normal reaction is to Huma. Yes, because before, although they were over the top, there was mm-hmm. reasoning behind it. You know, like this was just like, who cares if it gets her out of your hair? Like, right. You know, and it with next episode, like clearly we know what this was going to lead to now. Right. But it, you're right. It was so out of character. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. Um, and Aziz's reaction was also out of character because right. he is suddenly doesn't have time for her acting this way. Right. And he's totally put off by it. Mm-hmm. At, by the end of the whole confrontation, she's like, let's just go home and I'll make you my special Melissa chai and we'll have dinner together. And he mm-hmm. gets out of the car and he's like, yeah, I think he's- I need to spend the night with my son. Yep. He's basically like, I need a breather because I don't want all this chaos in my life. But like before he found it endearing, the crazy, you know, all that, the monster and all that, that would come out of her. So yeah, both of these things were just so weird. So it's like, 
okay, you're clearly trying to put a rift between them Mm -hmm. and did it in the laziest way possible. So good job. Yeah. So that's like half of the rest of the episode. (laughs) So now, yeah. So they're talking about the commercial. It's, I'm trying to like, some of it, it's all kind of, I know all some over of the, the place. Bad. Basically they're talking about the commercial at the agency. So M shouts out like, let's go camping because they've done that for a few different campaigns. And so yeah. thinking it'll lead to something. Yeah. Um, John's like, uh, we're not camping. We have work to do anyways. I'm going to head back to the farm. If you want, I'll give you a ride. Yeah. So she's like, okay. So they're in the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then son M starts suggesting, and this is where I think she was kind of trying to take Mirabon's advice. Oh. Meeting him where he is. Cause she's like, do you want to go canoeing or rafting or mountain climbing? And he's like, did we do those things together? And she's like, oh yeah. Like we love them. We're huge fans like all the time. (laughs) And he clearly is like, yeah, I know that's not true. And he basically calls her bluff. Yes. And he's like, you're so weird sometimes. Um, And yeah, he's kind of entertained by her. Right. Like he finds it kind of entertaining, but also at the same time, not fully. So yeah. it's a bust. Yeah. So they're back at the farm and JJ, Sanem, Layla, and uh, is it, is Duran there too? No, it's just the three of them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just chatting and then um, somebody says something about Sanem's scent. Right. And she's like, we've got another light bulb moment. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's right. I haven't made that in so long, but if I make my scent again, that will help him to remember. Mm-hmm. So, which like that should have been the first thing that popped up into her mind. Like, honestly, like I yeah. feel like these writers did not watch the show at all, and then they were just like, "Hey, write the write these episodes." Here are key facts about their relationship: uh-huh. chai scent. Can't, they've gone camping a couple times. All right, let's throw this stuff in there. Uh-huh. Um, so she's in her atelier, and we've got the dream music going because she's working hard on her scent so that she can mm-hmm. uh, get his memory back. She stays up all night. She doesn't fall she asleep does. or anything. And John is working on the campaign, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so she's up all night, and then we see John going back into the hut um, to – help himself i think basically he was up all night so that he could get the campaign done get it sent off so so he wouldn't have to go to work exactly because he needed to be alone yeah have his time at the hut yeah his uh fortress of solitude exactly so the next day john is gone and so of course the agency is flipping out Mm because they're like oh we have to present this campaign today so what are we supposed to do without (laughs) the leader of our company. Right. And then of course, Sonem's like, well, screw the campaign. I bet I know where he is. So I'm leaving too. So yeah. the two important people who need to be present <laughs> for this presentation are just gone. Yeah. So, um, and this is again, like, oh, I get it. But Sonem shows up, she gets her babe walk music. Yes. And John's kind of like looking at her like, oh, let me guess. I brought you here too. And she's like, actually you did. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't bring anybody here. This was like my place to be alone. He's it's like, almost he, like, yeah, he just, I, again, he's, it, well, the, he's just so shocked about it. And right. it, it's like, what, 
what's your what's the problem obviously if you brought her here obviously she was incredibly important to you not exactly instead of him being like ew i don't bring anybody here maybe you should be like dang this girl must be pretty special because all this stuff i'm hearing like goes against what i would normally do maybe i should explore this but no he's just a jerk which Again, we've already covered why this makes no sense. Right. Well, because she's like, yeah, because he's like, yeah, I never even brought Paul in here. And she's like, yeah, I actually brought her here once. And I actually mm-hmm. brought Layla and Emery too. And and he's like, wow, I guess it looks like you brought everyone here, even though I never brought anyone here. Yeah. Like, Jeez. And throughout all this, he's sneezing and stuff. And his nose is plugged. So that's when we find out his nose, because she comes to go near him and he's like, no, no, I have something like, I don't want to give it to you. And she's like, oh, that's why he can't smell me. Like, yeah. So then she goes on this crazy adventure to figure out how to unstuff his nose. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need to un- unplug John's nostrils. <laughs> like, so she's looking for herbs so she can make like some, like a, a concoction to help clear his sinuses. She's looking for olive oil. Yeah. And she what's she going to do with olive oil? How I does know. olive oil clear your sinuses? I don't know because she said something about how she's going to drop it in his nose. But even JJ's like, olive oil does not do that. Um, so... Yeah, so she's rummaging through nature. She trips and falls. Then she sees these daisies that apparently help with that. Yeah. So she gathers them up. John shows back up with this giant pile of wood, and he's, like, looking for Sun M, and he's like, what the heck happened? Because it just looks like a tornado blew through there. Yeah. And she um, she comes back, and he's like, you're a hot mess. Cause yeah, she's, she's like, all dirty. <laughs> She's like all dirty. They're all over her. But she has the herbs for his nose. Yeah. Put a pin in that because we head on over to the cosmetic or not the cosmetic company, but they arrive at Fikri Harika. Yes. And they're, they're like, okay, who's going to present for us? And they're like, well, John's not here and neither is Sun M. And the guy's basically about to leave. Now here's the thing. My translation, what it sounded like was that they were like, okay, we're going to see the other companies right now, and then we'll come back to you once they're back. Right, because they're like the main reason why we signed this, so we want them to be present for this meeting. Mm -hmm. So to me, that doesn't sound like, oh, you're going to lose the contract. Mm -hmm. To me, what that sounds like is just let me know when they're back, and then we'll reschedule. Although- in my translation, it did say they were like, oh, so the two people who are important aren't even present for this. I'm, That's I, true. We're going to go check these other companies. So I could see why there was worry like, okay, they're already not happy about the fact that they're not here when this is supposed to be something important. Right. And now they're going to go give these other companies a chance. So I get the stress. Yes. But so then, yeah, Layla bursts out. In a moment of panic. And guess what her first choice to do is? To lie. Because what else do we expect? Uh Yep. Well, and it's crazy because then even later when Emery's like, oh, wait, that person. Because she basically is like, they're meeting with a famous director that they want to direct the commercial. That's why she gives this whole spiel about, you know, Uh he does world famous things, blah, blah, blah. That's why they're not here. And they're like, oh, okay. So they're out doing work for the campaign. We accept that. Totally fine. So they end up giving the presentation. They're happy with it. Yada, yada. After the fact, they're like, okay, Layla, who's this director? And she's like, oh, he doesn't exist. I just made up a name. 
yep. so that they would believe us. And Emre is like, oh, so he's like, you lied very professionally. Okay, pot and kettle. Like, of course he's impressed by her lying. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> he's a liar. Uh-huh. He's a lying liar who lies. <laughs> who is married to another liar. <laughs> and they deserve each other because they're both awful. Yep. <laughs> so... Now anyway. they're in a, a mess with that. Mm -hmm. because now they have to make, come up with some Artur Capello who's mm -hmm. a, an Italian, Italian American. Is that who he's supposed to be? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, it's just a mess, but I guess they saved the campaign theoretically. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Whatever. So back at the hut, John's like, son, M, you're a mess. She's like, and he's like, why are you so concerned with my nose? Like, she's like, well, I just want you to be able to smell. Of course, she can't tell him really why. And she's like, I'm going to prepare these herbs for you. And he's like, well, let me get you something to wear because you're muddy and you can't stay in that. So we get clearly what's supposed to be an updated version from volume five. Right. With her in his t-shirt and all this yes. stuff. And the so, socks and yeah. Yes. So they do the whole herb treatment. Yeah. And all that before they eat, they eat mm -hmm. the grilled meat because that was what they did before also. And she's yeah. like, like usual, it's delicious. Mm -hmm. um, while they're doing the nose treatment though, she's like staying near him in case his, his yeah. ability to smell comes back and he can smell her perfume. <laughs> and I said, it's kind of funny because again, then there's kind of some weird, like little snoogling kind of happening. Uh -huh. I, I said, there's a nose nuzzlet because it's not quite a nose nuzzle. Right. And, but I said, it's almost like Yaman couldn't help himself, not, mm -hmm, not maybe. John Deviant, because again, there'd be no reason for him to want to be all cuddly next to her according to his behavior. Right. So they're eating mm -hmm. and she's like, oh yeah, this meat is so delicious, just like usual. And he's like, yeah, you made a great salad. He's like, the mint especially smells delicious. And she's like, bing, like, oh my gosh, he can you smell. <laughs> So then she's like up on her feet trying to recreate the the bad king night, the evil king yes. night. And she's just sounding weird because she's like, she's like, okay, did you remember? And we were we were here and we had the meat and well, and like, she can't fully remember either because she was drunk. Right. So she one. she's like, and I drank too much. And she's like, Do you do you remember what you did to me then? <laughs> I know the way the way she worded that, I was like, oh my god. Can he I was drunk. Do you remember what you did to me? And he's like, what? <laughs> she says it twice. And he's like, um, he's just staring at her. Cause uh -huh. what else is he supposed to say? So she's like, and wait, wait. <laughs> she's like, she's like, and then we danced and then she holds out her hand or cause she's like, she's like, I put, she's like, hang on, hang on. I put mm -hmm. this music on. And so she goes to put the record on. She's like, and then we dance. And she holds out her arm. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, he takes her hand and they start to dance. And it's seriously like three minutes of no dialogue. Right. Just the song playing, uh huh, which we've heard before, but I'll put it in the notes again. Mm -hmm. And because it's the same song they danced to that night. And he's, this is where I'm like, okay, he's clearly feeling something. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily that he's remembering because we don't see any flashes of anything. Right. But he's clearly feeling something. But he's, also it looks like he's unsure and a little scared of it. Right. And it's it, – to me the whole thing was 
pretty hopeful looking mm-hmm. because he is right up in her face for yeah. a chunk of this little mm-hmm. dance. And yeah, he's like, he's snuggling closer. He's. It looks like he is getting a good whiff of her. Right. And it's kind of like, okay, if you don't remember her and you're willing to dance with her, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be dancing that close to her. Right. Because they are close. Yes. Like this is where it's like, it's hopeful, but at the same time, it makes no sense because he's been such an arm's length from her that all of a sudden he's fine with like having her like all conformed to his body while they dance instead of, I would have expected a more stiff kind of him kind of like being his arms you know kind of around her but like barely touching her and right six inches for the holy spirit kind of thing yes exactly (laughs) and but it's like that's not what happened and no so i kept waiting for a memory flash to come up well and part of me was thinking because i'm like okay this is uh, clearly the end of the episode and part Mm -hmm. of me was thinking okay so maybe what's going to happen is we're going to start off the next episode with a flash and mm-hmm. it's going to be like, oh, he is remembering. But we're mm-hmm. not seeing it until right now at this moment. Right. Yeah. And here's what, what a lovely way to start the next episode. Yeah. To here's what like- happened. <laughs> because listen, it ends right here, basically. They're yeah. staring at each other. He's either coming to some kind of realization or feeling something we don't know, but it right. ends. It ends with them still dancing. Mm-hmm. Now, what these writers should have done was... It should have ended with them kissing, not like it could have ended on the kiss, like not, they don't break away yet, but just they kiss, pause, end. Then the next episode, it would be, he pulls away and all of a sudden it all comes rushing back Mm -hmm. from the balcony kiss because the kiss and the perfume are what started it all. So it would only make sense that those are the things that would bring it back. Mm -hmm. Because then again, we would have only had one episode of this memory loss. Yep. And we would have had 49, 50, and 51 to deal with all kinds of other stuff. And a month of him being in a coma plus Mm -hmm. a couple weeks or whatever of him being out and not remembering Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. with with the amount of time that we now have left in the series, that's Mm -hmm. plenty. That is plenty of time. Mm -hmm. This should be done. He should, he's already gotten one good flash of memory in this episode Mm -hmm. and the dance, the scent, everything that should have been the trigger. Yep. So again, these writers clearly didn't watch the show at all up before this. Because at this point, do they know that it's ending? Did the writers know? Um, Probably not right when this ended. I think they were filming 49. When, when they found out. Or they, they had probably already almost finished filming 49 when they found okay. out. No. Nope, that's wrong. 48. Because we knew for sure it was three more episodes. Okay. So it was sometime between the airing of 48 and 49 that we found out. Now, let's give it some grace. Sure. Let's say that just because we, the fans, found out sometime after 48, it does mean likely they had already pretty much finished filming 49. Right. Um, but again, that's still two, two and a half hour episodes that you have Mm -hmm. to fix it. Yep. Yep. And And then give us happiness. Yes. Here's the thing. Okay, fine. They had already filmed 49 and maybe they were heading somewhere with it thinking they had more than 
enough episodes left. Mm-hmm. So, so I, here's what I would have preferred though. Fine. Air 49. And then honestly, even if you had to scrap it all with some lame excuse of like, oh, here's another time jump or something. Right. Just to be able to scrap it all and give us two more like episodes fresh. I would have mm-hmm. much preferred that. Mm-hmm. But instead what you'll find out in the next few weeks that they did is just milked this storyline until the last possible minute. Yep. So. Which yeah. is really dumb. Really dumb. Uh, yeah. It's so, like, listen, once you found out, you should have just brought Aisha back to let her finish the series out. Once you found out there were limited yes. episodes left, you should have just let her, you should have just let her finish the last four. Yep. So anyway, so question of the week um, is related to, this is something I've seen people talk about, um, but I want to know what our listeners think. Mm -hmm. Which wardrobe style, like which season of wardrobe do you guys prefer? Do you like the farm days Mm -hmm. of the Pirate John and um, Hippie Sun M? Or do you (laughs) prefer the casual and office style from the early days of our Kenji Kush. Um, mm. That's, I, I always like to hear what people prefer as far as that goes. That's a good so, one. Yeah. I like that. Um, and yeah. So you guys know where to find us. Yep. We uh, are. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I can say all over social media. Um, yeah. I don't think I said this last episode. Or maybe even, I don't think I've said it in the last couple of weeks, but uh, we have a Facebook group and we'll link that in the episode notes. Of course, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and a Facebook page, um, all just searching at Dizzy4DZ. Mm-hmm. Shoot us an email with your thoughts and feelings, Dizzy4DZpodcast at gmail.com. And I don't think I've asked this in a while, but if you would be so inclined to um, rate or review us on your podcast, uh, listening platform. Yeah. We would love and appreciate that so much. We were charting in Canada as of a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That so, is cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Cause we'll get like little email notifications about stuff like that. So it does help the podcast mm-hmm. and yeah. But other than that, you guys, um, keep on keeping on, keep your social distancing, yep. stay safe at home and come hang out with us on social media since uh, we're all in this together. That's right. Until next time. Good afternoon.